Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Have to get thirty, thirty. Have to get thirty. Have to get twenty, twenty, twenty. Have to get twenty, twenty. Have to get fifteen, 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 fifteen. Just fifteen bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com/slash-switch. Forty-five dollars up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited, more than forty gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to Hoovering, the podcast about eating. I'm Jessica Fosterkew. I love eating as much as anything else in the world, but also it sometimes brings me conflict, shame and all sorts of other things that are rubbish. It's complicated and I think fascinating. This is a conversation with an interesting soul, not just about food, but about gobbling it up, or if you will, hoovering. In this episode, I have the pleasure of eating a giant Vietnamese feast via Deliveroo at the humble abode of comedian, smash hit author and former obstetric doctor, Adam Kay. We talk about his beautiful yet virtually pointless kitchen. I learn about some seriously swanky dining shit. There's even a three Michelin star walkout story in this episode. I need Adam for his medical wisdom on everything eating related, from labouring women to fat shame. Be warned, there's one bit of this episode which will probably give you nightmares. Right, what's happened is I've come from far away, so instead of making something, we've just got a delivery. It's more true to life, isn't it? It is. <laughs> We've made it. This is going to be one of my more naturalistic <laughs> podcasts. Um, well, oh, my, look. Okay. My kitchen is not used to homemade food, so it's fair to say. <laughs> so, uh, I'm, I'm feeling more at home. I'm you relaxed. S- how did you describe your kitchen in an email? You said it's, as you say, it's esoteric. Yes. Um, I, do you know what? I've, ever since you said that, which was ages ago now, I've been thinking, you should Google that before you meet Adam. <laughs> I haven't. So what does it mean? I mean, it's. I mean, there aren't a lot like it. Is that fair to say? I mean, it's sort of. Yeah. Um, it's beautiful. Look at that clock. So it's all like it's all reconditioned nineteen fifties uh, steel stuff. This is cool. Do you have it? You must have had it made to spec. Yes, there's a there's an amazing company in Bristol who restore these ancient kitchens. So they were called English Rose Kitchens, and there was a, a factory called CSA. Thing they were called, um, who made the noses for Spitfires. Yeah. And then after the war, there wasn't much call for noses for Spitfires, and they were very good at you know banging metal into shape. And so they invented basically the first modular kitchen, which is this sort of you know we'd now say retro style, but at the time it was yeah. ultra modern. Uh, yeah, it's so cool, and even the clock looks like the office of a nineteen fifties car. Yeah. Oh my word! So. Um, I mean, but it's it's mostly for for display purposes. Right, really. not, it's not as functional. Yeah, when we when we sold a couple, this of... is cool. Even your water jug. <laughs> it's a, it's a tu- tube with a spout in the roof, like a face. It looks like a minion. Oh, it does. Like yes. a, a glass. It does. Minion. It's petrified like... and uh, yeah. it's now used for uh, for jug purposes. So a couple of times ago when we, we moved, we, we sold our place and um, the estate agent came round and was, uh, you know, did a measuring up and the taking photos that they do. And uh, so he asked when we put the kitchen in, it was like whatever it was, nine months previously. Mm. And uh, he opened the oven and it still had the polystyrene inside <laughs> it. That was a bit, a bit humiliating. 
but you need to have a kitchen because otherwise um, people when they come round are like what's wrong with this picture they, they, they worry about you <laughs> it's amazing complete show kitchen <laughs> oh, I love it like those houses that have windows that aren't windows they've just been painted on yes it's a trompe l'oeil uh, yeah. kitchen I've got yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm told it works. We've used the dishwasher and the microwave and things like that. <laughs> I mean, Lord knows how that other works. It's terrifying, <laughs> isn't it? I can't, uh, I'm going to take pictures of that. <laughs> Look at it. And a little pot on top of it that says arsenic. Oh, yeah, you probably shouldn't uh, concentrate too much on that one. <laughs> <laughs> Having lunch that arrived just before you do. Yeah. <laughs> Suspicious at all. Right, I'm going to open all this up. Yeah, so sorry, I'll actually be helping you. Oh, I oh, did wow. write down what I ordered. And what's this? Liquid. How funny. I think you're meant to pour that liquid in there. Oh, yeah, no, that would make sense, yeah. Such a pro. <laughs> what a pro, pro. <laughs> oh, now we're cooking, take... now we're now cooking. Now we're cooking. <laughs> Put the liquid um, on the thing. Um, so, <laughs> we're in West London, Chiswick. And um, there's a Vietnamese called Saigon, Saigon. So what this is, it's basically, it was this or pho, and that's a chain. So I was like, get the independent one. Yeah, no, Saigon, Saigon is great. Have you been to eat in there? I've eaten in there. Um, It's enormous. Really? So it's, I mean, it's probably got like, I'm no good at guessing numbers, 16,000 covers, something (coughs) like that. I mean, not that much. But it's, uh, uh, it's, but it's, it's very good, but uh, it's too big a, um, a Vietnamese restaurant. There's for something Chizik. sad about that, isn't it? Yeah, for Chizik or perhaps anywhere where yeah. it's not just sort of military feeding sessions. Whenever <laughs> a restaurant's too big like that, you just there's a sadness about it, isn't there? Because you, there you is, go to the party never, of twenty and yeah, you can never yeah, you feel yeah, you a you bustle. Make a dent. Yeah, um, um, but uh, but there's, and there's a little as well as the pho in Chizik. Um, well, that's not pronounced pho, is it? Someone told me off at a restaurant. It's, yes, it's something like that. Yeah. Um, there's also a little, there's a Vietnamese calf, which is quite nice. Oh, sort of like the, um, sort of street food style. I say mm. street food. I mean, I don't know what a Vietnamese street food tasted like. Um, <laughs> um, but yeah. Brilliant. No one's really, no one's really done a posh Vietnamese, have they? That's not. I a, think this is. Oh, posh. this. I mean, but like you know, like the sort of. The way Indian, you've got, you know... Oh, yeah, Tiffin, this, that. Your own sort of Benares and Viraswami and Chutney Mary and those ones. No one sort of decided that. And, like, Chinese food with the Hakkasan and the Alchemist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Japanese, a million. Vietnamese is sort of... I don't know if it's not as well suited. There's there's Mam, if it's pronounced that. Yeah. M-A-M in in Notting Hill, which is the sister of Salvation in Noodles. Oh, okay. Which is beautiful, amazing food, but it's not... It's not fancy dancy. Yeah, oh, I see. You don't get there on Valentine's Day. <laughs> it's tricky, isn't it? This is Trez exciting, isn't it? So, so what have we got? We can um, guess this. We can guess that's going to be spring roll. That's a spring roll. It's supposed to have. I've written woodier mushrooms, which I think is a typo. Wood wood mushrooms. Wood mushrooms. Um, and tofu inside. There's a vegetarian. Which is that one, which is I the one you've got to do all the DIY for. Yeah, you tip your own liquid in. And that's probably going in there as well? Yes, the, um, that's a really the good taste. Yeah, there's some crudités to go in there, some chilli and lime and some hot sauce, by the looks of it. A whole trough of fried tofu with yep. chilli and there's, yep. various bits. There's enough and also fried tofu other... to, for the builders outside as well, yes, isn't there? Well, let's I don't know how well they'll react if we... Uh, there's some builders outside that look... He's just rubbed his belly. Oh yeah, he's yeah. He's rubbed his belly just as we said fried tofu. Hmm. Um, well, <laughs> earlier he didn't understand the word tea, so I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure that that hasn't translated. <laughs> and, and there's a and there's a thing there's of vegetables. Yeah, um, that's that's meant to be braised spicy aubergine with straw mushroom in a clay pot. It's not in a clay pot. No, it's in a plastic tub, thank you very much. It is. And I wonder what this brown liquid is to go with. Let's dunk everything in it. Polonium. We'll decide. Polonium 210. (laughs) He's sniffing it and licking it. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Like a cat. (laughs) 
for the, for the tank. That. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's sort of a friend of soy, I think. Okay, great. <laughs> Lovely way of describing it. But beer? With, we should, should we have beer with the... I think maybe we should have a beer with this. Okay. I mean, I'm saying um, this might be a, a check I can't catch because I'm looked in the fridge. Fair enough. I'm eating it. Oh, I see what you're meant to do. I think maybe you're meant to. I love it. They give you little. There's little bits of lettuce with everything they've given us. I'm just going to rinse my hands because I'm in trouble. Oh, look, a couple of peronis. Peronis, which is Vietnam's finest beer. <laughs> no one can deny. And again, for the take, it's not first thing in the morning, it's no, past it's one. Fun. Yeah, so, I suppose it's a tardy lunchtime. Yeah. You've had an early start. You've got a reputation to produce the table. Start saying we drink it's 7am. <laughs> the earliest I've drunk for this podcast is 9.30am. Oh no. A chocolate caramel liqueur. You're not your cuppa. Oh, no time of day. No, no time, time of day. day. Really? Yeah. It's from Hotel it was a gift. Someone, and yeah, it was. Not, I liked it. No, yeah. not your bag. No, I mean, I think the only morning drinking I do, other than holidays, yeah. where you know the airport doesn't, the rules don't apply. No, that, like airports in Scotland, you're allowed to drink <laughs> any. But um, it's just on just on Christmas, which I didn't used to do. Um, it wasn't our tradition to have a Bucks fizz with breakfast. And so the first time, seven, eight years ago, when I spent Christmas with, uh, with my partner's family, and they were like, right, here we go. I was like, okay, sh- sure. Really? But, but it turns out, on, you know, I'm, sort of, I'm doing more of an audit. It is a fairly normal thing. Yeah. So it's, 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 I think it's fairly normal, yeah. Um, So there's mint and lettuce under these spring rolls. Yes. Do you think you're meant to put them all together? Well, like a summer roll. Yes. Make your own summer roll with a spring roll inside it. Yeah. Wow. Like a tadakan. Yes. I'm going to do that. I'm a big, big fan of the aubergine. Me too. Big, big fan. Well, to be honest, as a vegetarian, you can't start making... Proclamations like I don't like aubergines. You know, oh. so you just starve to death. You know, you sort of. If you're a vegetarian, you're not allowed to be fussy in any other way. My uh, partner's. So my brother-in-law is a succinct way of putting it. Is a yeah. really. He's a vegetarian that doesn't like vegetables. Oh no! What a shit life. Oh no! But that, what does that leave? Just oh god! Just carbs. Yeah. It's just got carbs mm-hmm. left and cheese. Mmm. I haven't done it in any order. I've just eaten an entire log of aubergine. I'm I'm going to start with the spring roll. Yes, because yeah. um, it's normally near it's the top the of the menu, isn't it? Yeah. Okay. Are you wrapping it in a lettuce leaf? I'm going to. I'm going to put, put a bit of cucumber. That. What's this? Ooh. That's onion, maybe. I think that's mouli. It's like oh, a pickle. A pickle. It's like um, a sort of long white. It looks like um, a bigger tuppy of looks parsley. Like, mate. <laughs> <laughs> it look, well, they've cut this to look like a crinkle cut oven chip, uh-huh. and they've pickled it. It's yeah. a root vegetable. Okay. A root it's an Asian, yeah. yeah, an Asian root vegetable. Mm. Oh my god, that's really nice. Yeah, they know what they're doing here, don't they? Yeah, I think they do. I really love that pickled tamale. There's not much that a mint doesn't make better. I feel I should get some kitchen roll. Yes, please. I mean, if I was posher, we'd have those like. Those are the thing, those, those serviette rings, silver serviette rings. God, I haven't seen one for a long time. Right, I think we need to bring them back. They need to bring them back. Not since I was um, like waitressing as a teenager in horrible, stuffy hotel restaurants. Thank you. I think whilst I'm bringing back the, the 1950s kitchen, I should bring mm. back the 1970s serviette ring. Yeah, why not? Um, what, how strict a vegetarian are you? Do you like Czech wine and stuff? No. Mm. No. Me neither. Very nice to mm. I don't even check Haribo. <laughs> okay, fine. <laughs> that level's good. No, but I will. I don't. I just never liked the taste of. I wish I had morals and all that. I've just never liked the taste of uh, uh, meat and chicken and fish. Or I, I think I always quite liked chicken. But yeah. Like basically, I'm so fussy with everything. My mother basically said when I was three or four. You're either going to eat all meat, 
Oh really? And, like um, she's not. I'm not going to muck about trying to make yes. you like yeah. various this. I, so, I respect um, that. Uh, and uh, in fairness to my stubbornness, I've uh, <laughs> stuck with it for over thirty years. <laughs> That's um, amazing. Just never like the texture or the flavour or just both. Everything. It's concept. just sort of the concept. I'm fine with. I right. love killing animals. <laughs> uh, but, um, it's just, I don't know, it just doesn't work. for sport. <laughs> it's, just, it's, just, it's just a wiring mm. problem, mm-hmm. you know, and it, just, it doesn't work for me. And, you know, every so often we'll be, we'll be at some... We'll be overseas and, you know, in some triple-starred restaurant, mm. and, you know, and it'll be pointed out these are the finest prawns in all of the world. Yeah. And I'll be like, OK, fine. Yeah. So yeah. I'll try it. So once every two or three years, yeah. I'll be sort of strong-armed into trying something and it just doesn't work. Yeah. If that's the finest prawn in all the world, they can all fuck off. <laughs> um, yeah, it's tricky, isn't it? I, bet, I think that's... Um, I've got a really similar attitude. I'm not... I try and be vegan-ish. Yeah. Very, very-ish. And one of my massive-ish things is exactly that. If I'm travelling and or get the rare opportunity to go somewhere, you know, with a star or really lauding mm. or... You know, to a part of the world where what they do is meet in a certain way that's exquisite. I'm going to try it. Yeah. I've got one life. One yeah. mouth. Um, but no, I'm sort of reasonably, reasonably strict other than that, the occasional, mm. every few yearly thing. And James, my, my boyfriend, always says, mm. oh, it's such a shame you're vegetarian. Because we, you know, because, I mean, it's as our greatest extravagance is yeah. you know, going out to, to eat at nice... Um, places which do a lot and we, yeah. we laugh and it's like our best mm. form of entertainment and it's like oh yeah, I just wish you could wish you like this but I freak out if there's more than like two choices on each course but that you can have that I can have yeah. so I've just got so used to mm. identifying the two things deciding between them yeah. occasionally you go somewhere and they, they produce like some enormous vegetarian menu like, mm-hmm. really it panics mm. you yeah I don't like it <clears throat> So, but your partner eats meat. He does. Yeah. But he doesn't cook either. Um, we've, in the last, in the last few weeks, we're trying to make an effort, because uh, we're trying to get healthy. I've caught you at a really, an, a, the turning of a new door. <laughs> yeah, it could be, I mean. <laughs> you don't sound that confident. I, 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 I suspect it's not. Yeah, like the tofu. Nice. I'm going for a bit of tofu, and I, yeah. this time I'm going to pay attention to it. Mmm. Whatever they've put round the outside is really well. That's what tofu is all about, I suppose. Yeah. I mean, you might as well be putting stuff round the outside of, you know, polystyrene. Um, yeah. Uh, whatnot. It's future but, food. It really it makes me yeah. think of technology and. Yeah. Although I know that they'll make the beans that make tofu into far more. Uh, meat-like meat substitutes. Yeah, but I'm not after meat-like meat. No, exactly. I imagine that's just as horrific as meat for you. Mm. It's like corn cocktail sausages or something Mm. like that. Mm. Doing the wrong thing here. Uh, (laughs) So, but it's very... The reason we're on this health kick Mm. um, is uh, vanity, obviously, primarily. But um, (laughs) but under... Underlying that, mm. that it's very difficult to stay healthy when you're a vegetarian. Yeah. Because there's a lot of cheese, and there's a lot of bread, and there's a lot of pasta. Mm-hmm. And there's actually, in the scheme of things, very little braised aubergine. Yeah. Yeah, there is. Um, I found, we're trying to cut out dairy as well, that it's really hard to have enough protein and not just tons of carbs. Yeah, yeah. Um, even if, you, even if you're not allowed cheese, I'm going in. Not just for one, but for another two bits of this. <laughs> it's good. And then I'm going to brave doing something with that. Um, <laughs> something as brave as Googling how to say it. So you said that your mum... Sort of gave you a bit of an ultimatum on the meat front, but tell me yeah. about. Um, so, who did the cooking when you were growing up in your house? Um, my mum. She my, did. My mum. Yeah. And restaurants. And restaurants. Yeah. Oh really? That okay. Yeah. So, snazzy ones or just any ones, but 
just eating out generally was part of There was a eating out, there was a lot of eating out um, and special occasions in, in nice places, mm. but sort of routinely, and there was, there was a nice sort of Italian trattoria place and just got um, very used to... Where was um, this, sorry? So this is south-east London. Oh, cool. In uh, Dulwich. Oh, lovely. Uh, I live in south-east London. Do you? Why not? Mm. Ladywell. Ladywell, which presumably they're now called Dulwich. <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, yeah. So, yeah, I grew up in... Um, in Dulwich, went to school there, and mm. um, as you do when you're that age. Yeah. Um, <laughs> as you do as a child. Mm. But, um, actually, at school, they taught us, and I suspect for reasons that that were related to an elderly man wanting to get 15 year old boys drunk, but they, they taught <laughs> us as a sort of an extra Friday evening thing yeah. wine tasting. Wow. So I did wine tasting. There's this thing called Master of Wine, which is the, like, the, the qualification of inverted commas. To the be sommelier. Like sommelier. Yeah. And, and you so, did this at college? Yeah. Got, oh, was, my yeah. God. I didn't complete it, but we did like all the mod- various modules in mm. it. And so, basically, when I got to university, I'd had... Uh, I'd been very used to eating out in restaurants. And I'd learnt, you know, as soon as you learn what, you know nice wine taste like yeah it's very difficult to go from there to you know black tower right yeah 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 so i was like an unintentional wine snob mm. and i've forgotten all of the you know i'm not i'm no wine buff i don't know any of the right terms but all i know is bad wine doesn't, doesn't yeah. do it for you and then that's very that's very debilitating when well, you're when it's if going up to you chosen a life where you then become someone who works in comedy eventually etc <laughs> and you've then got these fine tastes to try and uphold. Yeah, what a nightmare. <clears throat> In the early days, years, that must be quite hard. Yeah, it's funny. I, I have a weird thing. I didn't have any wine tasting at school. But I think you probably, I don't know, Dulwich's got lots of school, but you probably went to a posher school than me. I grew up in Dorset. But my dad always worked in wine when I was growing up. And he, for the last 15 years before... Um, he got made redundant. He worked for Moet and Chandon. So I grew oh, up... Nice. I grew up without... Not... We didn't go out for meals all the time. And it wasn't... We never would go to a posh place, really. But we always had exquisite wine in our house. And I was always mm. given a glass of it with dinner from from about nine years old. <laughs> yeah. So I had the same thing from a different walk of life. But weirdly, I didn't, I didn't like champagne until in my 30s. Really? I thought it tasted like diesel. And actually, the better the champagne, the more I hated it. It's like my mouth was <laughs> I really didn't like it. And now, um, but now I no. do. Yeah. Yeah, something just changed. It's so strange. I wonder what the science of that is, that your mouth just grows up yeah. in various stages. Well, I still haven't hit the birthday where I start liking whiskey. No, we spoke mm. about that before, didn't we? Mm. What is that taste of fumes? Yeah. It tastes of fumes. Yeah, and also real ale. It just tastes a bit Me sick, too. doesn't it? Yes! Oh. I, you know, when I'm going out, out with the lads, I have to like pretend to be a proper boy and things. But And I know, you know, people laugh at you if you order shandy, but that does taste a lot nice. Oh, especially with some fresh lime squeezed in there. Oh, yes. Yes, please. But we're, <laughs> we're drinking lager now, like lads. We're like cheers. real lads. Cheers, Adam. <laughs> like real lads. <laughs> what about with a hangover? What's the filthiest thing you've ever eaten? If you're a posh food person or, like, into good food, I am extra fascinated to know what the grottiest thing you've ever resorted to because of a hangover is. And if you, do you think that there's any particular food that's genuinely helped you with one in the past? Um, I think, um, it, I think it's, it is basically all about, all about carbs, shit. isn't it? How's this going? This is terrible. I've asked you a question, and then while you're pouring, I'm pouring fur- Liquid. Is this a shit idea? It's a bit full. I'm going to put the bowl but on the plate. What we ideally need here is a syringe, isn't it? <laughs> we actually do. Yeah, we absolutely full... A giant turkey base ...thing of soup. Oh, God. That's Still in a plastic bag. I'm so shit at basic pouring. I've got a fucking law degree, Adam. I'm Oi, in fairness to them. We've done They're it. not meant to teach you pouring at law school. <laughs> That's... <laughs> to meet them halfway on this. <laughs> to meet them halfway. Uh, 
Um, there we go. I managed it, listeners. There's only, I'd say, 10 mils down my arm. And, <laughs> and, and only 50 seeping into the palm. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> um, so, for, for hangovers, you yeah. know, I think... I think carbs are the answer. You just need to feel yourself. The worst thing I've eaten mm. with a hangover in a house that because we don't or well, never much did much cooking. There's not a huge number of ingredients. Yeah. There won't always even be bread. So the worst thing I've eaten is like a pie case. You know those. <laughs> I hope this doesn't reflect badly on me. <laughs> like these, uh, you know, like if you were to make a pie, yeah, that with a sort of, with a sort of serrated edge in a sort yeah. of in, but a, it's in a silver pre-made yeah. in a silver foil base with a bit of cling film on top. And I just found one of those in the cupboard and thought, right, that's that's got to help, hasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> did it? Did it help? I suspect so. I yeah. think I could see so you said carbs, and I think oh, my go-to would be some really salty fat. Uh, like pre-vegetarian yeah. bacon or yeah. um, well you can see why it got its its rep for being the, the hangover cure yeah or a very hot curry I think maybe I just yeah. want to be my senses to be rattled yes <laughs> <laughs> this I, can't, I wish I should have learned to say it. This foe, I'm just going to say it like I saw it. Fee-fi. Fee-fi, thumb. Um, it's really nice. The broth is almost sweet. It's very dainty. And I worry maybe we've I've neglected the tofu that goes in this for a bit too long and it might have gone a bit turgid. Oh, wow. That's really nice. It is, isn't it? Mm. Yeah. Well done, Saigon, Saigon. Yeah. I mean, this is a good advert for Saigon, Saigon. They've, they've, they've really it, pulled it out of the bag, haven't they? They have pulled it out of the bag. Well, little do they know, today, perhaps ten new people will find out that <laughs> <laughs> their restaurant yeah. splendid. I don't know how far their delivery reaches. Mm. This might get one listener in Chiswick. <laughs> I'm an optimist. I don't think I would move anywhere that didn't have Deliveroo. Really? Yeah. I think that's that's important on, on the Zoopla. Well, I was going to say, if you're on the soup on the Zoopla, <laughs> it's surely a matter of time until it, it's part of the estate agent's lexicon, hmm. isn't it? Part of their patter. So I did a, uh, a gig in Ipswich the other mm. night, and, and I had to get from my hotel to the to theatre... And um, I just went to Uber, and there was no Uber in Ipswich. And I, I said out loud, the fuck? Like, you know, people don't actually speak out, they, people normally only speak out loud on their own in sitcoms, which is not something people do, but I realised I just, I, I was so shocked I'd had to comment to the, to the empty oh, room. Um, so yeah, certainly couldn't move without Uber, and delivery would no. be really pushing it. Well, so do you use delivery all the time? I think it's like yeah. the fourth time I've ever used it. Do you use it all the time? It is good. It is good. Um, although I do use I use Just Eat because my favourite um, grease ball Indian is mm. on Just Eat, nice. and it's it's really 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 good. Is it? And um, what's that called? It's called Peppers. Peppers. It's also okay. also interesting. And there's and there's a there's a there's one there's one in Hammersmith called Indian Zing, which you. Uh, which you have to go and phone up and collect from. So that's our, you know, oh, if, nice. we, if we've got people who are, are coming over. Right. We, if we're having people over, they're much more relaxed if they know the food's coming in from elsewhere. <laughs> and there are tears. Yes. Of how, how fast they are, depending on the nature yeah. of the guest, I well, Of course. I mean, we, yeah. you know, we're, we're no stranger to the caterer. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. for a big thing, it's, it's very... got lots of people coming over. That's, that's a stress, and mm-hmm. we want to have fun. And um, so we'll do that, and then all the way down to. Um, I probably wouldn't have just eat for friends coming over. No, <laughs> I want to know about what happens when you get a caterer in because this is a new world for me. So where would you find them? Just online? Yeah. So there's a there's a there's a few reviews. It's mostly mm. sort of oh, it's not like catering a wedding. So it's mm. just finding someone who's good at cooking. Yeah. So there's an amazing guy called uh, Luke Mackay, right? Uh, who's uh, sort of former sort of 
pro chef in like restaurants and things. Yeah. And he's like, he's the boss at Borough Market. He does all their demonstrations oh, and wow. things. And he does private <gasps> chefing. Okay. And, um, and there's sushi gorillas who uh, um, nice. come and sort of make all the sushi and sort of, nice. you know, sort of um, fill this table up with with sushi. And that's wow. a good. Wow, uh, it's quite a long table. And for table. the purpose of the tape, it's yeah. It's a sort of it's like it like one of these Henry VIII costume dramas mm. where sort of yeah it's one of those uh, it's not that long but, um, that sounds amazing but, and, and yeah but and you don't have to answer because it's fucking rude but how much would it cost for a caterer to come and cater for like to eight people probably probably five hundred quid something including a bit of wine so it's got to be a special occasion it has but if there's five of you going out to eat yeah in central London. The you're, problem you're is clear then more than you can split the bill and you can't really say, can I have 50 quid towards our Admission, admission uh, price. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, this is making me seem like this sort of the worst snob. But, no, not you know, at all. Um, no, no, no. But it's, There's going to be it's, loads uh, of people that live like that. It's fascinating. It's, yeah, it's, it's, it's worth doing. But there's no stress at all. Yeah, ideal. For, for me, and as I say, for my guests, who yes. are like, oh yeah, we're probably going to be fine. <laughs> But also, I think um, it's just not something that I've ever considered. You hear about people on... Well, the only other time I've sort of had it in my peripherals is watching Professional MasterChef, because quite a lot of those people are private chefs, aren't they? And that's what that must mean, Mm. they work in other people's homes and events and stuff. Yeah. And that's... I think that sounds like a really fascinating and varied life. But also, it's just something I definitely want to try one day. Hmm. But I wouldn't do my own, like the noise in the background is someone, you know, smashing up the old garden wall and putting a new one in. I wouldn't mm. do that on my own. I wouldn't do my own electrical works. I wouldn't do yeah. my own vasectomy. There's lots of things that, <laughs> that I wouldn't do <laughs> yeah. uh, where there are other experts. And I just think, you know, I'm yeah, sure yeah. I could, well, occasionally cook for guests. Oh, have you ever heard of the One Pot Chef? Mm, no. Okay. So this is a YouTube channel that's extremely exciting. Okay. So he's an Australian gentleman. Um, he is... He looks a, a rice crispy away from the biggest heart attack you've ever seen. <laughs> Absolutely spherical. Sort of beyond puce. He's, like a, he's a deep purple colour. And, um, and so he wheezes his way around mm. this uh, the kitchen, <coughs> making things. Um, I think it started off all being all made in one pot, mm. and it's evolved to just extremely unhealthy recipes. And his desserts are just you know it'll be various forms of cheesecakes and things, and they all start with putting nine packs of butter into a <laughs> into a blender with I don't know what else, but it's just and but they're all very they're all very clever recipes right. they, they involve very few ingredients and uh, you know and you and end up with something you know that's definitely a cake yeah uh, delicious but so um, have you cooked according to the recipes done a few of those they, they, they've, they've worked all, the first time we did this um, someone was coming over who was already who we'd already discussed the one right, pot chef I with. see and she was like will you do us a one pot chef like, yes. I'll have a go brilliant yeah and it was um, what did you make um, you remember? It was a cheesecake, I think. Mm. The baked cheesecake rather than a French Ooh, cheesecake. But yeah, do, do give him a do give him a watch. I'm going to look him up. I can't wait. Say scrum diddly umptious. And then you can be in my podcast. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If Only in Theatres, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot maybe your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. 
United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Okay. I want to ask stuff. Do you mind if I ask stuff about... Because you, you're a doctor, mm. so I've got loads of questions related to that, if that's okay. Of course. Some, often, you feel free to either, to at any point say, uh, get fucked, or... No, no, um, I realise or... it it's my USP. <laughs> Play to your niche. Did you feel like there was pressure on you as a doctor, when you're telling people to be healthier, in, their, in the ways that they can make themselves healthier, builders having a vape? Um, did you feel like there was pressure on you to appear healthy yourself? Which I think is so harsh because, by the sounds of it, you didn't get any time to plan your life outside of work ever anyway. wasn't much time to eat, which made, yeah. uh, you know, you could, you could frequently get to the end of a, a long shift having not mm. eaten or for, drunk for liquids half, or For 12 hours, yeah. longer. Shit. But I, um, a couple of clinics I did, um, so I worked in in obs and gyne, brats mm-hmm. and twats. Um, <laughs> so a couple of clinics do involve talking to people about, about lifestyle. Mm. And so with polycystic ovarian syndrome, yeah. which itself causes it, I mean, it makes it harder to keep weight off, you do improve generally yeah. your symptoms by, by losing something, getting yes. down to a, a lower weight. And so you would have, the, you would have that, that conversation. And also in... Infertility clinics, yeah. um, they would, uh, you know, they're a better chance of success if you're a lower BMI. Some hospitals um, only offer IVF below a certain <gasps> BMI. Oh, do they? They do, which is iffy. So those but, conversations must be horrible to have yeah, yes. with anyone. We say and if you're, things might work better if you shift. Yeah, some lumbar some and. Lumbar. And so it's a, it's a, it's a very difficult uh, situation, but uh, made that much harder when you're 82 stone. <laughs> <laughs> and I... So I'm quite fat again, thin again, as a person. Right, fair uh, enough. Fat again, thin again. Uh, but it appears I am more than I am, because oh, I carry right. most of my weight on my face. <laughs> I think that's what's happening. Because, you know, I can miss breakfast and someone says to me, oh, have you lost weight? Well, no, but it does seem to show. Like, rapidly. Um, <laughs> it's so funny that there's something... Only because one of the, the ancient measures of BMI is to, uh, you know, what can you pinch off pinch, your side? Yes. And you're like, oh, I'm afraid on me. Could you do it on my cheek? <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, I just can't imagine how... I don't think I could... That would be part of the... One of the million things of the job I don't think I could ever do is have to sit down with someone and go, OK, what you want or what will help you will be bettered by are you shifting loads of weight. Yes. For fear, I think, for, of many reasons, of them sobbing. Or stabbing you. Or stabbing you. Or even just going, well, you can talk. <laughs> yeah, no. And, uh, I hate it. No, I don't have to say, I know I'm not one to talk, but then again, no. I don't have polycystic ovaries. Yeah, and, and you're not keen to yeah. have a And baby. also, you, you generally pitch it to people like, you know, there are lots of things we can do. Yeah, fine. Um, from, you know, conservative measures like this through to medicine, through to, you know, surgery, all sorts of things yeah. you can do for, the, for various conditions. And if you can get away with conservative measures, i.e. Yeah. yeah. Losing a bit of weight, then, uh, then try it. And um, I know it's very... And it's um, low GI as well, isn't it, for PCOS? Uh, yes, yeah. No, that's, that's frequently answered. And I know it's... Yeah, there's no... It's a, it's a slightly contentious um, topic sometimes about, you know, one doesn't want to get into fat shaming. But, oh, God! But there's also... There are also facts... 
about... <laughs> Solid facts. Yes, we can't do fact-shaming either. No, you can't and, do fact-shaming. <laughs> and there are problems with... Oh, great way of putting it! There are problems with, you know, BMI as a, yeah. as a way of measuring things, but there's a sort of undeniable evidence that for certain conditions, yeah. you can improve things yes, by, sure. by getting lighter. I think there's... Um, and it is being lost in some courses at the moment. Um, that for me, I think the best way to articulate it is there's a real difference between fat shaming and having a repulsion to fatness or a hatred of it. Yes. Um, and there's, and that's there's often some overlap. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, there's, and there's so much work to be done, and there's brilliant work to be done yeah. within feminism, within all sorts of movements, yeah. just generally brilliant work being done on that front. And I'm so glad that we're moving away from that. But ultimately, you don't need to move so far away from it that you can't see that it's not health-wise ideal to the point where you say, well, let's please promote this as one of... As a potentially perfect way to yes. be. As one of a number of things. Yes, yeah, exactly. That if you're improving your lifestyle, you can be fat and exercise, and that's, yeah, yeah. that's still fine. You can still mm. be you can still be healthy, but you know it's sort of it's what you can be. You know mm-hmm. you can be fat and you can not smoke and not drink and all, yeah. you can do lots of things. But it's part of this sort of the repertoire you have. Um, in the process of becoming a doctor, before you specialise, are you talking yeah. much about nutrition specifically? Because it feels like. Well, that's one question. And then the second question, I suppose, is... I, I feel like the science, the facts, are in a constant state of flux. And yes. it feels very faddy. I feel like I grew up in an era where fat was demonised. Then I spent my 20s and early 30s in an era where carbs were demonised. And now it's sugar. I just... Soon it'll be vegetables. <laughs> I hope not. <laughs> um, not aubergines, anyway. No, no, no. Um... You're not taught a huge amount at medical school. I certainly wasn't at my particular medical school. There's, I mean, there's a lot to get through. Yes, of course. And it's something that is sort of is on the, is on the fringes. Yeah. And you get separately nutritionists, or is you, that you do? Yes, you do. And would they? But they don't go to a medical school. They or don't. Any sort. They don't. Um, it's one of these things where you can de- you can declare yourself a nutritionist. Oh, really? Or you can do some proper, really recognised, really good studying and degree, and you know, and then be so. You know, and would a doctor ever work with a nutritionist? Frequently. Oh, yes. great. Okay, frequently. great. So it's not. Yeah. Yeah. In all sorts of so, in my field of obstetrics gynaecology, frequently in PCOS clinic, we would refer someone to, you know, to a, nu- a nutritionist or yeah. whatever it was called in the in the whatever hospital I was working right. to uh, to talk through it in like in in antenatal clinic, you know. Yeah. You know there are special. You know there are measures to consider if you're um, if you're looking after people who are morbidly obese. Yeah. Uh, generally, it's a case of rather than losing lots of weight, maintaining the same weight during pregnancy, even though you, you end up with a baby in surgery. Yes. That's sort of the, the rule of thumb. But oh, that wow, needs experts to do that, and those mm-hmm. experts are not the doctors. Yeah. Sometimes they're specialist midwives, or sometimes they're people who are solely trained in in that side of things. Fascinating. But, you know, weight is a, you know, in pregnancy, you know, oh, there's a direct cor- correlation between weight and the development of gestational diabetes, yeah. which has implications for both mother and child. And, you know, sometimes I look at my Facebook and um, people are sort of writing these 19,000 word posts about, you know, you know, that's not fat shame and how dare these cancer charities say that um, you t- can't talk about obesity. Oh. I mean... You can do things in a sensitive way, but what we can't ever do, I don't think it's helpful to pretend that there are no medical problems relating to excess weight. Yes, and certainly not in the realms of fertility. Yeah, in fertility... In it, I, that's, one, that's one particular area where it's really obvious, and obviously cancer as well. I mean, that's... It's, it's, uh, there's, there's lots of... I mean, all, all I know about is, is working is on labels, really, and so, and I know... In that, it's a much harder cesarean section to do. Yeah, if somebody's if, if someone's more obese, obese. So, yeah. you know, it, it can be an anaesthetic nightmare. Right. You know, yeah, if they if course. they need to have a because you can't predict if if someone's having an emergency cesarean and they're uh, you know and the epidural stops working or they can't do an epidural. Epidurals are much harder. <sighs> if you're bigger, if you need to have a general anaesthetic, pregnancy increases risk with general anaesthetic. Morbid obesity increases it as well. It's much harder. 
operation to do as the as the surgeon. It's we can't pretend it's it's yeah. nothing. Yeah. So to answer your question, yeah, it's really difficult. Yeah, I bet it's really difficult. So interesting. So it, as a in, when you're in obstetrics, it's, what's the weirdest thing you ever saw a labouring woman eat, and or her birth partner for that matter, or someone who just had a baby? Weirdest thing. Uh, well, this is a very easy question. Great. Because I only once came across someone who wanted to eat their placenta. Oh, God! Oh. You know, each their own. Um, and but I was, I was brought in to do a von Tuss extraction, I think it was, which is where right. you put a, put a mini hoover on baby's head and, mm-hmm. pu- and pull it out because, unfortunately, after yeah. an hour or so of pushing, she hasn't managed to, uh, yeah. for baby to come out. So you sort of help out around the last corner. Yes. So I was doing that, and there'd previously been a discussion about what the labour war protocol was about eating a placenta. Yeah. I didn't know, and people were checking, and so I decided to go for a sort of don't ask, don't tell. <laughs> yeah. And so I, I delivered, I delivered the baby, yeah. and I was about to deliver the placenta. And so I sort of, I, I, I looked up from, from, from my end of yeah. neck of the woods to say, um, so basically, okay, fine, so I'm going to deliver the placenta now, I'm going to leave you to it. And I looked up, and she was eating. But what she was eating, she thought was the placenta, in this sort of big, like, kidney bowl, this sort of kidney-shaped bowl, I'd been putting, like, blood clots that had come out. And I just sort of rested there, and, yeah, as you do when you're living baby, you sort of, you rest your, 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 your equipment and bits and bobs up on the, the tummy, she's lying yes. on her back. And I'd rested this with a few blood clots in it. And she had a... Um, she was sort of shuffling them in, like, <gasps> like the cookie monster gone insane. Oh, my God! Oh, And so, so I, so I, so I just looked up saying... She was just eating her own blood clots. She was just eating blood clots. So oh, I said, so what, Christ. I mean, what is, you know... <laughs> <laughs> so I was going to say, so what should we do about the centre? And she was like, what's this that I'm eating? I was like, mm, blood clots. And then she was sick everywhere. <gasps> and that's... Sick, never nice. No. But when it's sick. mostly blood... Oh, dear... So in answer to your question, that. Fucking hell. I remember having, um, being told to bring loads of food in case your labour was really long and grapes because they're, you Mm -hmm. want moisture and stuff like that. I forced a sandwich in just before we left and then within half, no, maybe two hours of being there I'd projectile puke that everywhere. And then, but then after that, I didn't want to eat anything. And I remember, I remember at mm. one point, one moment, saying to my boyfriend, "I can't believe people stop for a snack in the middle of this. No. How do you eat during s- just screaming?" I didn't yeah. labour very well. I had lots of people saying, <laughs> "She's not labouring very well." Um, <laughs> no, I suggest it's a minority of people yeah. who work up a big appetite. <laughs> Well, certainly by the time you'd see them, I suppose, if you're stepping in by yeah. the time some intervention is required. Yes, well, we're often, you know, more often than we do an intervention, we say, we'll look at the heart trace and say, we'll pop back in 15 minutes, half yeah. an hour, or whatever. But it's very rare they're having a roast. <laughs> <laughs> but I didn't want to eat for about two days after I'd had my baby, and I found that very strange, because it's not a normal situation for me. But I think that's, that's the crazy hormones that would make you start... Tr- the same crazy yeah. hormones that make you start giggling almost, even if you don't know if your baby's all right. <laughs> <laughs> that made that woman, I think, just tuck in to her own yeah. innards. Yes. <laughs> You're probably not completely in control necessarily after <laughs> that level of sort of insult to your body. Is there any particular trip or event that you remember, say holiday or something like that, that you remember particularly because of the food? I often remember holidays because the food's so bad. Really? Where's been really shit? Anywhere in France. <laughs> wow! Like being vegetarian in France. Oh, God, yeah. And the fancy of the restaurant. The, we, had a, we had a reservation. We were, we were out with some friends. And it was a two-star restaurant. Wow. Two Michelin-star. Two Michelin-star restaurants. And they could not 
provide a vegetarian dish. They said, you should have called in advance, we can't do a vegetarian main course. So he ends up leaving. Oh my God. Um, which is just sort of French people being uh, difficile. Um, <laughs> but there's, well, in general, there's lots of places where you, where, where you go and the only reason to not eat meat is not to be able to afford meat. Yeah. And if you're these rich people coming from, from the West, why wouldn't you eat meat? So there's, there's confusion, there's sort of, there's, there's that. One of my favourite places to eat is Las Vegas. Oh, wow. Amazing restaurants in Las I've Vegas. I've never been to Las Vegas, and in my head it's all casinos. And yeah, it is, it is, it is, it is. It's, you know, it's like Disneyland for grown-ups. I don't gamble, food. really, but um, good food. There's just, each of these massive hotels has two or three Excellent restaurants. What sort of thing have you eaten there? Is it vegetarian as well? They're, they're very good for vegetarians Great. because sort of they need to keep everyone happy and yeah. uh, and American. So yeah. no, there'll often be a vegetarian menu and a vegan menu. Wow! So the, there are three or four restaurants at the Win, which are, which is one of the nice big hotels there, which have sort of proper vegetarian menus. It's, it's good. Wow. That's good. Um, one of my strangest abroad things is we we went out uh, this was when I was at university we went to the um, is it Louis Cannes the sort of fancy dancy one in Monaco in the um, I didn't even know that's how you said Monaco it's probably not is it Monaco Monaco it was called fine I get everything wrong though don't trust me on that Um, I've been there wasn't I Um, uh, so um, and it was this this was a three Michelin star restaurant. Oh my god! And it was a main. So it was like um, it was one of the Louis, right. and it was basically a room made of gold. It was like being in a big Trump lift. Oh, wow! And um, one, and we were hammered by the time we got there, so we weren't oh making god. the most of it. But I remember the show menu was awesome. There's this sort of special garden tasting menu, yeah. and the sommelier said, "You know what? Can I help with the wines?" Yeah. And one of our number said. I'll just get what you want. And all these wines were coming through the meal and we were just sort of eating and drinking and eating and drinking and eating. And the wine bill was, the wine bill was ten grand. Oh my God! Which rather took the shine off the um, gold-plated restaurant. the equivalent of the whole oh, yeah, rest mu- of the holiday. Oh, much more than the rest of the holiday. Oh, Adam. So, Adam um, wept. How did you react? Well, we... we we blamed the person who said to the sommelier... Um, do what you want. Do what you want. Because <laughs> do what you want within certain parameters. Yes. Well, it's nice to ask Do what you want within the parameters. £500. Yes, or Even much less. Much less. Do what you want within the parameters of the cheapest five wines. Yes. Oh, my word. Uh, so that was, that was a memorable... Well, it sounds abroad. amazing. Oh, five-second rule, yes or no? No. No. You wouldn't pick food up off the floor. No. I'm worried. Is all this come off the floor? This, I scraped this. <laughs> I rolled this here from the restaurant myself. Um, no, I'm worried because you're the first person I've ever spoken to who said no. Oh. And you're the first doctor I've ever spoken to. <laughs> <laughs> so it's not because I'm a doctor and you're probably oh, not it? going to get ill from it. It's just... The fact that it's absolutely revolting. Empty it <laughs> off the floor. I'll ask you one last thing. Thank you for this, by the way. So, so uh, to explain, first of all, um, it's essentially what would be your ideal dream meal is the question. But I don't want to say what would be your last meal. I think it's so bleak. So I've written a s- scenario for mm-hmm. everyone. And it's okay. different. So okay. Here's your scenario. Mm-hmm. Princess Kate Middleton has, unbeknownst to the public, devised a way for other people to endure the physical horror of childbirth for her. I don't know if you, <laughs> did you see that brilliant episode of the last series of Black Mirror? Yes. Where the man can feel the pain yes. and the doctor feels the pain. Um, with the, well, it's like that, but instead it's a complete transference. Okay, yeah. Okay. Um, and it's your turn. Um, <laughs> you don't have any physical aftermath, but you just have to endure the pain. <laughs> you get induced, but there's no anaesthetist free, so no mm-hmm. epidural for you. Just a volunteer occasionally slipping you paracetamol, which you're in so much pain, you instantly projectile vomit round the room. Anyway, <laughs> it's her third, so at least it doesn't last long. 
<laughs> but it hurts so much that you think you might have gone blind. And I don't know, after about six hours of it, at the end, you're fine, you're fine now. But you are the most tired you have ever been. I think the medical term is completely fucked. Yes, that is the term. Um, <laughs> obviously, no one can know of your heroism, but your main reward is the feast of your dreams. Oh. And you've never deserved one more. So nothing in the answer needs to be sort of... Even it can be fictional, it doesn't have to be practical, you can have what you want, as much as you want. Just want to know your ultimate perfection in terms of feast. What are you eating, what are you drinking, who are you with and where are you? I've definitely got favourite foods, those are easy. I don't think they go together. I don't think they make an amazing sort of uh, food journey. But I fucking love gazpacho. Oh, wow. Because okay. um, it's sunny at the moment, so it's making yes. me think of that. Is it? I want sushi mm. when it's sunny. But yeah, gazpacho, is that... I'm a, bit, I'm a moron. Is that a particular soup, or is that could be flavoured with all sorts of things? It's sort of... It's generally variations on the theme. It's mm. sort of tomato and peppery, and mm. bits of bread in it, and all that sort of shit, big cucumbers and mint mm. oil on top. Yeah, but I love... It's one of my... Chilled soup. Really yeah, lovely chilled cold soup. soup. I mean, which is quite easy for the chef. Also, I think all of these are reasonably easy. Right. Um, Mac and cheese. Ooh, lovely. It's a sort of... I just love comfort food. Mm. And as a vegetarian, I think that is the most comfortable Mm. comfort. It's our shepherd's pie, isn't it? Mm -hmm. Uh, So I'd love a mac and cheese and sort of... There are all sorts of interesting, different ways you can do them. The exciting cheeses and flavours and things. Blue cheese? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I've had, I've had, I've had a blue cheese. I'm, mm. a, I'm, I'm no uh, stranger to salt, and so you know, mm. so blue cheese is nice. Um, dessert. I do like a summer pudding. Mm. I realise I've gone for. You've got quite bit, traditional, simple stuff. Yes, and quite high cold. High in restaurant talk. Yeah, that's all I've, I've, um, all I want is some hovis and yeah. uh, <laughs> frozen blueberries. Um, <laughs> Lovely. But yeah, I do. I do like a a summer pudding. Fantastic. And, um, and who would you who do you have join you? And what would you drink? I'd probably drink wine when I. Have you got uh, a favourite wine? If you you know nice wines. Uh, probably not like favourite. You know years and mm. and you know vineyards. What's your but, safe bet then? If you go, if you want a good wine. Oh, um, I was taught it's quite difficult to make a shit sancerre. Okay. It's quite expensive to grow like Sancerre and Viognier. So, you know, your, your, your cheap pile them high, yeah. you know, wine producers don't make, you know, much Sancerre and Viognier. Cool. So, um, yeah. A Sancerre. Well, you might drink a Sancerre with your mac and cheese. Totally. Perfect. Why not? Um, I do quite enjoy eating on my own. No, great. Go Is for that... it. Be on your own. Because oh, it's quite curious. embarrassing eating, isn't it? It's yeah, sort of, it's quite well, sort yeah. of visceral and sort of yes. fear going all over your your cheeks and your, your yeah. jumper and <laughs> yeah. uh, so not yours. Um, well, but your, as it happens, but it's like when people go on dates to restaurants. I'm not, that's the worst possible place to go on a date <laughs> you know, in the early stages. Now, yeah. anyway, now we're too far deep to really care about that. Sort of thing. Um, I get great joy from, often when I'm writing, I've got a bit of work to do, yeah. just sort of, just sitting there with a notepad and my pen and just sort of getting on with it for a couple of hours, yeah. knocking back a bit of wine, eating some food yeah. on my own, you know, before, you know, off to, off to play a gig in the, you know, in the evening, yeah, till the lovely, afternoon, nice long lunch. Be, isn't it? Yeah. Glorious. So, you know, um, I, I've, I've got friends and people like that, but I, I just prefer me. <laughs> And so would you be at home, do you think, for this feast? Have you come home for it? Oh, no, no, I want some... I want. I want. I don't want to have to worry about the dishwasher. And oh, the, fine. And so where, like where would you set this feast of dreams? Can we do it in, like, Santorini or something oh, like yeah. that? Yeah. Yes. Nice sort of... Um, a veranda? Nice sort of veranda, yeah. Oh, lovely. Yeah, let's do that. Although, I'm not quite sure how, where we're getting the summer pudding expert. They'd think I'd had some sort of event if I'd asked for <laughs> that recipe to us, to a Greek chef. It doesn't matter. Who knows? But, it's a thing of yeah. dreams, so it doesn't need to make any It's slightly sense incongruous, but yeah. I mean, this, all, these, all these separate elements sound good yeah. to me. Oh, it sounds amazing to me too. Oh no, I'll, I'll, for the record, I should say I'll, pr- I'll probably allow my boyfriend to be there too. Okay, fine. <laughs> 
I don't want to be this the thing that kills it off. Ah, thank you very much. Enormous thanks to Adam Kay for letting me into his beautiful home and mind. His book, which is called This Is Going To Hurt, is one of my favourite things I've read in the last year. Funny, moving and awful, all in equal measures. It is totally compelling. And it's out now on paperback, which is pretty nice. Say nice things about this podcast. Follow us on all social media. It's at The Hoovering Pod. Also, if you can afford a quid a month or more to help me keep running and improving this podcast, I've joined a site called Patreon. Search engine Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N, and Hoovering, and there's all sorts of perks for anyone able to give a financial hand. It's horrible to ask. If you've got any questions or indeed any answers, email me through my website, jessicafostigue.com. This episode was produced by the magic Dave Cribb. Music by the wonderful Mike Greenway. Until next time, happy hoovering. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.